1: This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables.
2: Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca and Thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to take a moment to welcome members of our armed forces as well as new listeners joining us on affiliate stations in San Francisco, New York City, Miami, Chicago, Atlanta, Boston, and from coast to coast, including new friends in Hawaii and Alaska. In just a moment, clinical psychologist and founder of eHarmony, Dr. Neil Clark Warren will be joining us to talk about the business of love. As you know, eHarmony is the leading website for people interested in a serious long-term relationship. But what you may not know is that the company is responsible for over 400 marriages a day in the United States, and these have overwhelmingly been successful marriages. In a few minutes, we're going to hear more about how Dr. Warren found a way to parlay his experience as a couples counselor into a secret algorithm for lasting love. But before Dr. Warren joins the program, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. Neil Clark Warren was born in Des Moines, Iowa. He earned his undergraduate degree from Pepperdine University, his master's from Princeton Theological Seminary, and his doctorate from the University of Chicago. Warren served as a professor and dean of Fuller Theological Seminary's Graduate School of Psychology and also worked in private practice. As a clinical psychologist, he counseled couples for over 35 years and wrote numerous books on the complexity of finding and sustaining lasting relationships. Then in 1995, Warren joined forces with his son-in-law to start Neil Clark Warren and Associates, which led to launching eHarmony in 2000. The purpose of eHarmony was to decrease the number of divorces and unhappy marriages by guiding people toward a more compatible match. Nine years after its launch, the company exceeded $1 in cumulative revenue, and what's more, eHarmony has served over 33 million subscribers to date. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report. Successful entrepreneur, psychologist, author, and matchmaker, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Warren.:
3: Rebecca, I'm so happy to be with you, and I'm so proud to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on.:
2: Well, it's a pleasure and a joy. Uh, and it, it you know, it's so much fun to talk about love, isn't it?
3: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've never gone to a single party in my life where if you struck up a subject about love and the kind of person you could be happiest with in all the world, the whole crowd will finally become a part of your circle because everybody loves to talk about that.
2: Of course. Now, as I mentioned, you take a very different approach to matchmaking than other sites because your goal is to help actually guide people toward better choices. Is that right?
3: Well, that's right. I I, I mean, I I think I have some kind of a marriage gene. Uh, My my folks were married for 70 years, and uh, happily so. And uh, Marilyn and I, my wife Marilyn and I have been married for 57 years, and uh, we're very happy. Our daughters, we have a daughter. If you can imagine how old I am, we have a daughter who's been married longer than 30 years. So uh, it kind of makes me shudder a little bit to think how old I am. But but we do love long-term marriages, and we've just seen the ravages of marriages that break up and how hard it is for the kids. So we've worked really hard at trying to get this right.
2: Now, part of your recipe that helps you guide people towards successful candidates for marriage and long-term relationships is that you look at twenty-nine dimensions of compatibility. Tell us a little bit about those dimensions.
3: Well, I tell you, uh, Rebecca, the um, finding of those dimensions was was uh, quite a quite a mysterious thing for for me. First of all, I sat there for. We always say 35, but that was 35 from the time I got the Ph.D. at the University of Chicago. Uh, but Really, it was more like 40 years because I was doing that kind of work before I got the Ph.D., but I sat there for all those years, and I watched one marriage after another uh, go down. And um, that is just, as you know, it's one of the most heartbreaking things in the world to watch people – uh, have to go through all that pain and their children go through the pain and their parents. So I, I got started thinking, we've got to do something about it. And and a lot of people said to me, well, you know, can, can't you get them premarital counseling? And I have to tell you something, I don't believe very much in premarital counseling. It's okay to do. But if if two people shouldn't be married, but they go together for a while, they get bonded. Mm-hmm. And And I still remember the man who came in, and and it looked very much like they should not get married. And his wife was getting more and more, I mean, his uh, girlfriend was getting more and more upset. And he looked over at her, and he said, honey, you remember I told you, I don't care what this guy says. We're getting married. Oh, my goodness. Break up two people who've gotten bonded like that. So we began to see that we had to get started before they got too bonded, and uh, that's what we did.
2: Well, what are these? Some of these twenty-nine dimensions. G- give us an example of a dimension well, that you feel is important for compatibility.
4: Well,
3: <laughs> I always hate—I always hate to um, do, do this one, but let me tell you: you've got to be just about the same intelligence level. Uh, it, to be technical, there's a lot of science in in what we do, a lot of algorithms, but. You've got to be within one standard deviation of the other person on on intelligence level. My mom and dad, my dad was a genius. He was a flat-out genius. He only went through eighth grade in Iowa country schools, but he was really brilliant. They called him a a wizard. I get a kick out of that word. He was a wizard. He could add and subtract so fast, large bodies. of in, In his day, they didn't have a lot of computers. And uh, uh, we we found that if you're more than one standard deviation, which is ten points on a Wexler adult intelligence scale, if you're more uh, distant from your mate by uh, by t- more than ten points, or or yeah, distant, uh, it, it's going to be hard. One of you is going to be so much smarter. My dad was so much smarter than my mother. My mother was sweet and loving, but what the, the, the result was they didn't talk very much because if he talked about what was happening in the Middle East, she didn't have the slightest idea where the Middle East was. She was a wonderful woman. I love her, but they had a very quiet marriage, and it would have been better if probably if they married somebody who was closer to their intelligence level. That's one I could name all 29 of them, but it wouldn't probably do too much good but you there are some of them you you both have to have you have to have good character good character means that you tell the truth and the whole truth nothing but the truth to each other and you come to trust each other if you lose that trust it's, it's going to be really hard for your marriage you also have to have about the same level of energy energy is a very important dimension both psychic energy and physical energy and uh, if you don't, if one person, you know, kind of lies around in the bed on Saturday morning and doesn't get anything done, the other person's out doing all the chores. That isn't going to work over time. <laughs> you're going to become resentful. So, we boy, have- I, I,
2: Doctor Warren, you're you're describing every relationship I've ever seen. <laughs> The energy levels, you know, there are people that work out compel- compulsively and then they wind up getting married to someone who likes to watch movies and sit on the sofa, right? You, yeah. you get people that are highly uh, ambitious and uh, work-oriented and you get other people who don't care about work at all. You know, as you say, it's not that you can't have a relationship with a person like that, but it's going to be a very quiet one because you, you're, you're narrowing down to only a few areas in which you can actually relate
3: exactly and and you're exactly right so we talk a lot Rebecca about what we call um, uh, broad-range compatibility on these 29 dimensions that we have found that differentiate between a great marriage and a poor one I've never seen a marriage work very well. I've never seen a great marriage that had more than five of these dimensions.
2: Well, we're going to get into that a little bit more on the other side of this break. We have to take a hard break, but we'll be right back with Dr. Neil Clark Warren in just a moment. You're listening to The Costa Report. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, recent winners of the best sparkling wine in the U.S. in the Champagne and Sparkling Wine World Championship. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So what is it about your Brut Cuvée that beat all the other competitors around the world?
5: We really focus on creating an expression of the Santa Lucia Highlands and doing it the right way. And when you control the process from the beginning to the end and you have talent like Michelle and top-tier grapes, they really shine through. This was a worldwide competition. It was definitely a humbling experience. We were in a room with producers that have been making wine for over 100, 200 years and was a huge honor to have Tom Stevenson give us the best us sparkling wine award we fared really well overall we had three wines win best of class which was great visit the caraccioli tasting room on Dolores street in carmel by the sea or find us online at caracciolicellars.com or reach us by phone 831-622-7722 hi
6: there i'm bob eubanks you know as part of hollywood for a long time i've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the irs well there's one name i trust The Tax Defense Group, they're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either.
5: Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-261-8109. 800-261-8109. Once again, the
4: turning of the seasons finds us tasked with holiday shopping. But shopping for made-in-China gifts at the big box store brings to mind Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, It is a cold, lifeless business when you go to the shops to buy something which does not represent your life and talent. Here is a very simple way to buy gifts that do represent your life and talent. Shop the stores that display the Think Local First logo. Think Local First businesses are owned by your friends and neighbors right here in Santa Cruz County. When you buy gifts from Think Local First merchants, more of the money you spend will stay right here in the county so you can spend it again and again and again. Furthermore, the gifts you give from Think Local First merchants are really the gifts of community, your community. December is Shop Local Month in Santa Cruz County. Shop for gifts that represent your life and talent. Shop the stores that display the Think Local First logo. Thank you.
1: Here's Rick and Rosie discussing their private proclivities on the air.
0: I'm looking at a picture of him, and he has got either false eyelashes that the very, very fine, or he has amazing upper and lower lashes that look positively gorgeous. And he's a guy. He's 17.
5: It's not wrong. I'm just saying that as a straight guy, and I think I'm overwhelming majority of straight dudes who won't.
0: Would you for Halloween?
5: Depends on what I'm going as. If I'm a vampire, yeah, I'll cover myself in, in white, but I would never go. No,
0: I'm not talking about covering yourself in white. I'm just talking about just having...
5: What would my name? costume be?
0: I don't know. You could wear a dress.
5: <laughs> so, yeah. You want me just to go as a woman?
0: I can see you in a dress, oh my
5: goodness. The only time I've dressed up like a woman is when you and I swap clothes for whatever reason. I don't understand why. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss Good Morning Monterey Bay, weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on KSCO AM
7: 1080.
2: Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is the founder of one of the most successful internet startups in the world, eHarmony, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. And before the break, we were talking about the 29 dimensions of compatibility. And Dr. Warren, you offered intelligence and uh, energy levels as two examples. Now, as I understand it, a person fills out a pretty extensive online questionnaire, and then based on the answers, this gives you a profile of that individual, which you then have a way of matching in terms of similarities in how a person views the world, their sense of humor, their intelligence, their character, and so on.
3: Yes, that's exactly right, Rebecca. Thank you for understanding that. Uh, We have those 29 dimensions that we're willing to share with anybody. And um, like, for instance, let's take sexual passion. If one person really likes to engage in sexual activity with their partner on a regular basis and the other person is just not that into sexual passion that's going to be hard for the marriage they take industry what we call industry one person is really a hard worker just stays at a job till they get it done and the other person isn't a very hard worker. that'll be a problem if one person is always ready to do the work to resolve conflicts and the other person just doesn't want to engage in resolving conflicts, you're going to have a difficulty. So, so we take these 29 dimensions, we match people on that. And here's the good news. We, uh, on a major, um, study in the, uh, in a major scientific journal, we now have indication that our people, we've had about 2 million marriages now, our people stay married, And the divorce rate is only 3.86% in this last study. So we're very pleased with that. It's not, it's the work of a whole lot of people. But we think that if you get broad-based compatibility up front, you can have a marriage that lasts for a lifetime.
2: Well, your divorce rate is um, just a little bit over half of what the national average is, which is astoundingly successful. Um, and so there's a lot of empirical data that the algorithms that you're using are working uh, not only because of the number of marriages and the, and the number of subscribers who have flocked to the site, but also in terms of the longevity of those marriages and the national against the national averages. Now, there is an age old argument about whether opposites make the best relationship. But you have no confusion on this point. I believe you have a saying that opposites attract and then attack.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I always get a kick out of that, Rebecca. That's the most asked question out of thousands of interviews that I've had. It's the most asked question I've ever received. That is, uh, don't opposites attract? And I say, yeah, sometimes they do. They attract, but then they eventually will have to negotiate that difference if they're opposite one another, they've got a lot of negotiation to do. Negotiation is hard, as you know. And sometimes if you have too much negotiation, you just can't get over that hump.
2: That's right. Now, as successful as eHarmony has been, you are not targeting everyone. For example, I heard that as many as one out of five people who take this uh, questionnaire receive a notice that they really cannot be matched. Give us a, an example of a person who might not be a good candidate.
3: Well, <laughs> I I was the reason I laugh at that point is I I think about how much how difficult it must be to match some of our political candidates.
2: <laughs> Especially these days.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and you, you, we have um, about sixteen percent of all the people who come to eHarmony do get the notice that we just don't think we can match them. Now the the reason for that a lot of times is the following: number one, they maybe are depressed. They you can't make a marriage work if you start with one person being depressed because depression leads to a lot of the other neurotic conflicts. So depression is a a dead giveaway. Another reason would be that they show that they have some addiction of some kind. You can't make a marriage work if one person is addicted to much of anything. So we don't even try. We don't want to try. We want to tell them, go out and get some help and get that taken care of, and then come back and let us... Try to help you find the right person. So these so, questionnaires,
2: yeah. the, the questionnaires actually go through and and evaluate whether you're too depressed. But but what if you're depressed because you don't have a relationship?
3: Well, <laughs> <No>, that's okay.
2: <laughs> what if, what if it's a cause and effect re- uh, situation? And if you had a relationship, you wouldn't feel so depressed. <laughs>
3: Oh, no, that's a, that's a good one. That, that's okay. You know, uh, we have 120 million people in America today who are single and not married. And in the case of well over half of those people, they would love to have somebody that they could be with for the rest of their lives. Uh, and if they're depressed, that's okay. That That will boost their ambition level, and get them to work at it. It's not an easy thing to find somebody that you can be with for a lifetime. It's not an easy thing to get on our site. I have to tell you something, Rebecca. Many people get on our site, and then they get scared, and then they leave the site, and then they get back on because they get hopeful, and, and they, get, they get off again when they get scared. Fear and hope keep playing within the lives of these people. And you you know what I know. If you're about to have a date with somebody and you just really hope it will work, you're filled with the hope, but you're also filled with fear that it won't, and because it's a two-way deal. I mean, both people have to agree that this is a good relationship for it to work. So fear and hope are, are, are problems that we have to manage around all the time.
2: What, what is the fear? Is the fear fear of being rejected?
3: Oh, yes. There is nothing. i got to tell you a funny story. I went with a girl for three years when I was in college, and I really cared a lot for her, and we were engaged. And one day, it just occurred to me that this wasn't going to work. And I told my roommate, I said, I've got to get out of this relationship. The next morning, this girl broke up with me. And I was devastated. (laughs) You were devastated. You weren't relieved. No, I wasn't relieved. I was devastated because I felt rejected. You understand that. Even when you make the decision for something to end, if the other person makes the decision before you do, you feel like you got rejected. And rejection is hard for anybody to take. I'm glad I didn't make that relationship work because then I went on and found Marilyn, and I've been married to her for 57 years. But it tickles me. It tickles me to think about how I was going to make the move the next morning she made the move the next morning before I did, and then I felt devastated. Well, she beat you so, to the
2: punch. <laughs> yeah, she beat me to the punch. And, and she you did.
3: And you always want to feel like you have your destiny in your own hands. This whole business of finding the right person to marry for a lifetime is the most underestimated challenge in the entire human situation, in my opinion.
2: Well, I can't agree with you more. I, I have to say that um, many times it's our ego that's driving us, as in the case of this girl breaking up with you, even though you knew there were problems there and it probably wasn't going to work out. And uh, and how many people are driven by their egos as opposed to a false sense of what is true and what will work in their lives. Now we have to take another commercial break, but stay right where you are. We'll be right back after these important messages. You're listening to The Costa Report.
8: I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Dole has a bounty of berries ripe for the picking. Fresh berries are not only delicious, but some of the most powerful disease-fighting foods available. Researchers have found that berries have some of the highest antioxidant levels of any fresh fruits. So add a handful or two of your favorite berries to your next meal and enjoy their nutritional benefits and natural sweetness in all of your dishes, from salads to desserts and everything in between. For fresh tips and ideas from Dole's berry experts, visit berries.dole.com. And be sure to check out the pages of mouth-watering recipes. Whether it's a sweet and savory blueberry cranberry chicken salad or a simple strawberry sorbet, Dole has the perfect berry to inspire your next berry dish.
7: Hello, Dave Michaels here, SEMD with Longevity. Now, I know you probably have a lot of questions about Longevity. I'm going to give you a number that I want you to call. That number is 831-218-5726. That's 831-218-5726. I want you to call that number, leave a message, and we'll get back to you with the answer. Whether it's about the Healthy Start Pack, Beyond Tangy Tangerine, becoming a CEO, or finding a distributor in your area. 831-218-5726. That's 831-218-5726. Feel free to leave a text as well. 831-218-5726. If you have any questions about Longevity, give that number a call, leave a brief message, and we will get back to you with the answer. If you want to place an order, call that number. If you want to become a distributor, call that number. If you want to become a CEO, call that number, 831-218-5726. Dave Michaels, SEMD, with Longevity. Thank
6: you. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi, um, I'd like
2: to report a bear hug.
6: Uh-huh, okay.
2: Well, we were building a bonfire, and I, I saw some, like, dry brush and leaves around, so you know, I, I said to move the bonfire somewhere else, and out of nowhere, Smoky Bear shows up and hugs me.
6: So you noticed some wildfire hazards and moved your bonfire to a safer location. Yeah. Yeah, that's Smokey, all right. He likes it when people help prevent wildfires. It hits him close to home. Not everybody gets the hug, my friend. So that's pretty special to get a hug from Smokey Bear. Ha, huh, so it was him. Hey, guys, I told you it was Smokey. Okay, well, congratulations, my friend. And thanks for calling. <slash> there are many ways to prevent a wildfire. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service, Ad Council, and your state forester.
1: Get connected with one of California's most exciting business communities every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on the Think Local First radio program. Tune in as Kat Hernandez, Sally Kane, and Andrea Mollenauer from the Food Lounge, Dick Scapitoni from Little Biz, Jill Salido from Modern Life and Home, and Mike Olson from KSCO host local business people for a conversation about doing business and staying in business in Santa Cruz County. Think local first. County of Santa Cruz is a network of independent and locally owned businesses and community organizations joining together to promote economic vitality and preserve the unique character of our community. So don't. Don't miss our program this Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on AM 1080 KSCO. Think Local First Radio is brought to you in part by Staff of Life Natural Foods Market at 1266 Soquel Avenue in Santa Cruz. Think Local First and eat local first by shopping a genuine Santa Cruz tradition. The Local Staff of Life Natural Foods Market. Mm-hmm.
2: Back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, our guest today is Dr. Neil Clark Warren. So, Dr. Warren, let me ask you this. At what age is a person experienced enough to choose a lifelong partner, do you think?
3: Well, that's just a great question, Re- Rebecca. Um, we used to, uh, I got married when I was 24, Marilyn was 22 my mom, my dad was 19 and and it, my mother was 17 when they got married in 1915. It, the, the the age at which people get married has been going up uh, uh over these last few years but it, there's it's showing some signs now of people uh, starting to think about marriage around 25 we we actually think that uh it, you have to you have to take into consideration fertility and how long you're going to be fertile there are uh, signs from people in that whole area of inquiry who think that you can probably remain fertile until close to 40. So if you want to have two children you would want to try to have them before you were 40 years old you need to get married uh you know in the in your middle to high 30s but uh I I would say I found it very important that people be mature enough to deal with all the rockiness of of a marital situation. So I encourage people to start thinking about marriage in their late 20s. And if, if they do get married to each other, that both of them be to the level of maturity that allows them to survive the bumps that are inevitably going to come along.
2: Now, is there, uh, conversely, an age when a person should stop looking for their soulmate? Oh,
3: no. We've, we've, we've had 80,000 people on our site who are in their 80s. We've had several people get married on our site in their 90s. My dad got married again after he was married to my mother for 70 years and she died. He waited a year, and he got married again at ninety one. I I don't think that there's an upper age limit now with so many people probably going to live to be, barring catastrophe, they're going to live to be over 100. I I think it's fine for people to get married in their later years. But if you want to talk about the majority of people, I think between 25 and 35 is a really good time to think about marriage, and you probably shouldn't wait too much longer than that.
2: Now, are there some attributes that make it very difficult for a person to find a mate? Let's say you said your father was a genius. Let's say you've got geniuses that uh, take the questionnaire. Uh, Is it difficult to find other geniuses? In other words, if you're outside of the norm a little a little bit uh, and in a more exclusive group, it it has to be hard for an algorithm like yours to find a, a a suitable match.
3: No question. I have to tell you that's that's really very thoughtful of you. We've had people who are just so smart get on our site, and and if they happen to be uh, a little bit unusual in other ways, they were raised in, let's say, a foreign country. Uh, Now they come here. They don't speak the same um, smooth English that maybe the person they're thinking about marrying. That that's hard for them too. But you can be so smart. That there just aren't very many partners who can be a good partner for you. On the other hand, you can be you can be in a difficult part of the curve. I've never understood, in a spiritual sense, why God distributed um, or or nature distributed intelligence on the basis of the normal curve. I've never really understood that. Half the people who are in our culture are under an IQ of 100. If you're under an IQ of 100, first of all, you have a difficult time finding a job that's anything other than minimum wage. It's very hard to make it work for two people on one salary that's at minimum wage. That's only about $20 to $25,000 a year. That's very hard. Yes. So, yes, you can be so smart that you're way out in the tail of the curve. You can be so uh, poor that you're way out in the tail of the curve and it makes it hard for a marriage to work you need to be in the you know in that part of the curve where there are more candidates available for you especially in your geographical area if you have very well-defined geographical limits that you're willing to settle for
2: Now will your questionnaire weed out people that are necessarily on either end of that curve?
3: Well, yes, we we do weed that out, but we've had to ask people to do some unusual things. I remember, you know, we've had about 2 million marriages now, and I think you said that at the beginning of the program, Mm -hmm. and our divorce rate in the last 7 to 10 years has only been 3.86%. So that's pretty impressive. But in order to get that, we have had to ask people to accept a match over a, quite a distance, like I remember one of the early marriages that we had, the man lived in Eugene, Oregon, and the woman lived in San Antonio, Texas.
2: Oh, my goodness. And when you're
3: talking <laughs> on the phone, she said, I said that I needed somebody within 30 miles of my house. And the man said, it was a classic statement, I thought, he said, if it goes, if our relationship goes like I think it's going to go, I'll be within 30 miles of your house. In other words, he would move. Now, if people are willing to, to uh, take these, these limitations on matching and turn them into something other than limitations by, for instance, moving to a closer uh, place where the other person is, it, it'll work out all right, but they have to have adaptability. I've been, asked, I've been asked so many times, what's the most important single quality in making a marriage work. And I always say adaptability. You just have to adapt a whole lot and be unselfish in that way.
2: So when you're looking at people's compatibility, you must have a ranking scale. Uh, Obviously, intelligence is very, very important to people. But in this particular example that you gave, distance seemed to be important to this this, uh, female candidate.
3: Well, there's no question that
2: Whereas it wasn't people, important to the guy, he said, "You know, that's what airplanes are for in moving vans."
3: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had a we had a seminar in uh, New York City not long ago, uh, and, and a prominent person and I put on the seminar, and we had a standing room only audience, and uh, it was the title of the seminar was was Would you leave New York and to marry someone who was well matched with you, but lived in New Jersey. And a fairly large number of the people said no, they wouldn't they wouldn't leave New York if they had to move to New Jersey. And it's that way in all the states. But what know, does that
2: say about how important love is to you if you're not even willing to move for it? Well, I think
3: that's an important fact. I think that the 120 million people who are not married but live a you know a single life, in this country, many of them are sticklers on certain uh, dimensions. They just have to have a dimension like this. Like, for instance, if I had to rate, this is getting ticklish now, but if I had to rate my dad, he was really a handsome man. My mom was pretty when she was young, but I wouldn't have considered her pretty later. So how much give do you have in how pretty or handsome somebody is. Is that a just a, a, a veto dimension for you that, that the person has to be really good looking? Now if that's so, let me tell you, only five percent of the people in the United States are really, really handsome or really, really pretty. So you get it you get yourself into a situation where you don't have enough candidates because if you have to have a, a one of the most handsome persons available and that There aren't very many of those, especially if you put it together with the fact that you also have to be within 30 miles of Wisconsin, let's say,
2: Oh, sure. Well, the longer the list gets, the harder it gets, right? They have to be a millionaire. They have to be a supermodel. They have to be within 30 miles. They have to be a vegetarian, a vegan. You know, they have to have uh, blue eyes, uh, be six feet tall. And, you know, the list gets long and long. Pretty soon you've eliminated pretty much everyone. (laughs) So we, we have to take our last break. We'll be right back to find out why Dr. Warren claims matchmaking is becoming more difficult with time. You're listening to the Costa Report.
3: Eight hundred nine six two six nine six nine.
2: The holiday season is just around the corner and I want to share one of my favorite tips for being able to avoid that last minute dash to buy something that screams, I didn't put much thought into this. Now imagine a different scenario this year. Imagine the surprise on your loved one's face when they open the first page of the Watchman's Rattle and see a custom dedication in their name by the author. The best part is it's so easy Just go to RebeccaCosta.com, do it right now, and click on the book cover, and presto, in less than three minutes, you can request the inscription you want. So do it now. Go to RebeccaCosta.com, and this year, give an affordable, thoughtful gift that says, this is for you and only you. That's RebeccaCosta.com.
5: Hi, Registered Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, it may change your life. Hormones. We hear the word all the time. When it comes to health and longevity, no aspect of our biochemistry is more relevant than the efficient and effective functioning of the hormones. The study of the hormones dates back 4,000 years to the ancient Chinese who used extracted substances, today thought to be sex hormones, from urine, and used them medicinally to improve health and longevity. Later on, Indian physicians and their Greek and Roman counterparts recommended the use of seaweed to treat neck swelling, which we now know to be related to the condition of the thyroid. Our modern understanding of these essential and powerful biochemicals began in the late 19th century, when the famous neurologist Charles braun Sacard injected himself with a mixture of ground-up, hormone-rich dog testicles and reported a marked improvement in his strength, stamina, and ability to concentrate. Although there's over 25 principal hormones produced in the various glands, from a physical perspective, there are two major control points for all of them, what we eat and how we breathe. In other words, every morsel of food that enters our mouths and every molecule of air that passes into our lungs and into our blood exerts an effect, for better or worse, on our hormones. That means that no matter what our health issues are, by paying attention to digestion and dietary choices and healthy respiration, hormonal health and ultimately all the markers of our overall well-being can be optimized. Pharmacist Ben here urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes... Believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to KSCOhealth.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos too at KSCOhealth.com. That's KSCOhealth.com.
2: Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and our guest today is the founder of eHarmony, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. Now, recently, Dr. Warren, you made the comment that people are becoming more complex and and it's becoming more difficult to find broad based compatibility. What do you mean by that?
3: Well <clears throat> there are, for instance, multiple media sources that have impact on us. Like for instance, there are hundreds of television. Uh, channels. Uh, I, we have two or three different carriers ourselves right here in Westwood, California, where we where we live, and and so people are getting impacted by media forces all around. Uh, the uh, uh, the number of newspapers we take three newspapers a day, so massive massive uh, growth there, and uh, and social a-
2: media as well.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's not a simple thing anymore to just find that person with whom you, you're matched on 29 dimensions. That's why you need something like eHarmony.com or one of the other services that matches. There aren't very many services that match like we do, but that's because I've been at it for 35 or 40 years uh, as a psychologist. You, you, you need that big pool of candidates because – like, for instance, let's say that spirituality is really important to you. Then you don't want to give up on that because that's really important to you. You don't want to have somebody who is very uh, different from you on the spiritual dimension. Let's say that intelligence is really important to you, as it is to most of us. Uh, you, you don't want to give up on that. So you, after a while, you, you have to have a massive number of candidates. So it's a fortunate thing that we get three and a half million registrants a year at eHarmony. And we have a lot of people to pick from, and we do the very most careful job we know how to do to put people together using our algorithms and all the science that that we've developed over time. We have a number of PhDs on our site who do nothing but try to keep our, our matching models up to date because, as you know, things are changing so fast. So it's harder and harder with all the change in the society to find that person with whom you have a great, what we call broad-based compatibility, and you don't want to settle for anything less than that.
4: Well,
2: as a business, you're taking your own advice. You're being adaptable.
3: Yeah, we're trying to adapt to a a world that's changing so fast. When I heard that first statistic, as I know you've heard it a thousand times, you may have even come up with it, and that is that during the last 10 years, medicine has changed more than it did the entire it's developed more understandings than it did the entire time before the last 10 years you realize how fast things are changing yes and you know the things that we think are true today tomorrow we're told that we've advanced beyond those things and you have to keep up if you don't keep up and adapt then you're going to be out of date pretty quickly.
2: But the basics, the desire for safety and security, for affection, the need to be understood and known by another human being, these haven't changed. These are part of human nature. And we've been troop-dwelling creatures for millions of years. We seek each other out.
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. I love to hear that because that's, uh, that, uh, that's wisdom and i love wisdom and you do too i <laughs> yes, want to I find do. somebody who who has a great set of values i want to find somebody who when they open their mouth wisdom comes out i i want to have somebody who tells the truth there's nothing worse than losing confidence that the person you're with doesn't always tell the truth you start you start wondering when they're telling the truth so uh, and i don't want to make this point if i can rebecca really fast if you're single today and you want to be married, you can be married. If you're healthy emotionally and healthy uh, in, in all the common ways, you can find a person with whom you can be wonderfully happy for a lifetime. But it is an underestimated challenge in our society to find that person. You need all the help you can get. And we would love to try to help you with that. We'll do our very best. Uh, Nobody's ever faulted us for not being uh, passionate about this. We think that our country will thrive as our marriages thrive, as our family units thrive, and our kids grow up with the security of a mom and dad who really love and honor one another.
2: Well, that was very, very well said. I have been single for a long time, Dr. Warren, but you certainly have made a compelling case today. I might have to take your questionnaire. What do you think? Is there hope for me?
3: Oh, I think <laughs> as I listen to you talk, you know that last little statement you made just before I made that other one, and I said, uh, it's just great to hear somebody talk like you just talked. That would draw so you to so many people. You see, most people are really good down in the center of them, and they, they have good values. Uh, I especially, I, I know this isn't going to please all my friends who are on the coast, <laughs> in uh, the East Coast and the West Coast, but I'll tell you, the center of America uh, is, is a, a group of people who, when they tell you something, they mean it and they're honest, and they're straightforward. And then You want to find that kind of person who's bright and honest and truthful and has values that you can trust in for the rest of your life, because at the center of marriage, as you know, is unselfishness and trust.
2: That's right. And without that, there cannot be any intimacy. And unfortunately, on that note, that is all the time that we've got left today. But before we let you go, congratulations on the success of your venture and on behalf of thousands of happy couples who have been brought together by eHarmony. Thank you, Dr. Warren.
3: Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. And by the way, the same goes for you. I'm so proud you have two million people listening to you every day. That's amazing, and wh- what a what a what a influence you have on our country.
2: Well, thank hopefully, hopefully they will join eHarmony and they will find happiness with your guidance. Thank you. If your station is leaving us after this hour and you have a question or a comment to make about our interview with Dr. Neil Clark Warren, you can email me on our contact page at rebeccacosta.com or drop me a note on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you missed the full interview with Dr. Warren or any of our other guests, you can download previous episodes of The Costa Report from Apple iTunes Podbean and our YouTube channel and also our website. The address of the website is easy to remember, rebeccacosta.com. It's my name. And that's where you'll not only find interviews with folks like the chair of the DNC, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, but also the likes of General Michael Hayden, the only individual to head up the NSA and CIA, as well as Ralph Nader, Trent Lott, Noam Chomsky, Pat Buchanan, even physicist Michio Kaku. The website is chocked full of interesting videos and blogs. And most importantly, this is where you can order your very own personally autographed copy of The Watchman's Rattle, a book that has become a bestseller in 21 countries and which received rave reviews from other folks you recognize, Richard Branson, Donald Trump. Trudy Styler, James Watson, E.O. Wilson, and on and on it goes. So don't wait. Go to RebeccaCosta.com right now and get your copy of The Watchman's Rattle, the book which explains why there is so much volatility in the world and why we must brace for greater instability in the future. That's The Watchman's Rattle. Get your copy now. And while you're at the website, grab a copy for someone you love because everyone needs a little help navigating uncertainty today. Next week, former governor of Arizona, Jan Brewer, will be returning to talk about why America ranks 17th when it comes to education among developed nations. I am so shocked by that statistic, particularly when you look at how much money an effort, and how much talk the politicians give us about uh, reforming education. How can we still be 17th amongst uh, developed nations? It's mind-boggling, really. <laughs> and so we asked Jan Brewer to come back and join us one more time to, to have an honest conversation and honest look at what needs to be done to uh, reform education once and for all in the United States, and more importantly, what does it mean to have an undereducated workforce as global competition for jobs increases? We have so many young people graduating from college who cannot find employment today, and I, I don't know if that's a case where they're not educated properly to, to go into the workforce, Or is the problem that there aren't any jobs? Or or is the problem a combination of both? So don't miss Governor Chan Brewer next week right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for another hour of Straight Talk Radio. You're listening to the Costa Report.